Hello everyone, this is Mike from the podcast. Welcome to the show. Before we get started, Miles and I want to acknowledge this episode is behind schedule. We had some technical difficulties, and so we want to apologize for the delay. But we have a great show for you. Nissan has been making a lot of news recently, so this episode is pretty loaded. We'll go ahead and jump right in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Nissan Nerd Podcast. My name is Mike Delashmut and as always is my good friend, otherwise known as Mr. Swish Cheese, Mr. <laughs> Miles Hall. <laughs> I already know where you're going with that, but yeah, uh-huh. this is Miles Hall. Thanks to everybody for tuning in for another episode. Myself and some friends and buddies of ours, we, we always kind of pick on you about this. I know you're a big fan of Every Ounce Counts. That's sort of behind the whole Swiss cheese thing. You want to elaborate a little bit more for uh, those listening at home? Sure. I'll, uh, I'll throw myself in the fire for your entertainment. <laughs> but, uh, no, I'm a, I'm a big believer in, in trying to cut as much weight as you can in a, in a purpose-built vehicle. So I have a, um, a Project Z32 that I've had for way too many years in projects that is called uh, Low Fats. And it's basically a Z32 slick top. That was the lightest chassis that you could kind of start with. And then eventually what you do is you you just start cutting away um, every ounce that you can out of that vehicle. But um, I went to so far as to actually taking the dash and punching a bunch of holes through it. The reinforcement bars yeah. um, have some weight reduction, we'll call it like that. And then I actually went so far as to like measure brackets from all the different model types, like from the two plus two, the um, yeah, the turbo, the non-turbo, and literally have all three of them on a scale and figure out the lightest one. It got pretty addictive for a while, and it, I mean it's a cool project, you know, but it's it's one of those things that it never, the idea of constantly cutting weight never really stops, and yep. so. People call me Mr. Swiss Cheese because <laughs> I punch holes in just about everything that's heavy that I own for every project car that I have. You're the guy who told me about the seats, you know, manual seats versus power seats. And you knew exactly how many pounds difference that you'd be saving and to get a, the most lightest Z that you could find. <laughs> These tactics that you're applying, no way is it is it street legal, you know. You're using the plexiglass or, or Lexan on the on the glass yeah. too, everywhere yeah. possible. And that's a full out track car. I mean, if you're trying to I always tell people, you know, ounces equal pounds. You know, quarter balancing is is extremely important. Those things having the right suspension, which but going back to it, you know, that's that's important, man. I mean, these are all things that you have to learn and evolve as somebody who's trying to build a project at that caliber you know it mm-hmm. is it going to be at a level where guys with you know a hundred thousand dollars or two thousand hours put into something probably not you know but did i do the best effort that i could to get something that i was proud of at the end that's every man's project you know you should always trying to push that envelope so sometimes it isn't about the dollars so much as it's about the hours the, the craft the, you know the, the craft i like to try to have something that i'm proud of at the end of the day so 
Before we begin our news today, though, we did want to take a moment to recognize that Memorial Day has just passed. And obviously, we wanted to um, honor those that are uh, serving in the military, are no longer serving in the military, and those have lost their lives. Thank you again for your sacrifices, uh, folks. And um, we here at Nissan Nerd uh, Podcast always um, are, are going to be there to support our uh, military brethren. All right, Mike, we got a lot on our plate. A lot of new news has come down the uh, the pipeline, especially in the last few days. Um, it's uh, it's a little head spinning. I'll let you kind of take in take over. But yeah, it's uh, we got a lot to talk about on this episode. You know, what's funny is that as we're developing the, this, trying to get this episode produced, that, uh, man, you would not believe the number of revisions we had to make for this thing. There, there has been a <laughs> whirlwind of Nissan news happening in this last week here. So let's go ahead and get started. Nissan is extending all eligible, previously expired services of Nissan Connect, which is sort of a service of Sirius XM and, and other features on, on their cars. They're oh. extending the offer by, uh, by three months. So if that's something that you've had and you've liked, I believe you just make the necessary calls and you got three months on the house. Following up with that is in the financing department, Nissan is offering qualified buyers, uh, qualified customers, three months of delayed payments. And they'll also cover payments for up to two additional months after that. And uh, a lot of dealers are doing this. And up to today, Nissan had mentioned that they've already helped over 280,000 owners with this. That's a lot of people in a lot of um, tough situations that got some relief, man. That, that's really cool that we can see that from uh, from a man, uh, manufacturer that we support so strongly, obviously, here on the show. But it's really cool. For those who uh, have been interested in this offer, this payment deferral, it, it ends June 30th. So if you are interested, you've got about a month left to really take advantage of it. So look up if you're with Nissan Financing, talk to them and, and make it happen if you do need yeah. it. Over at the Infinity side in financing, deferred payments as well are also being offered for up to 90 days on the purchase or lease of all 2020 Infinity models. So, And if you are on the market for an Infinity during this time, Infinity is also offering 0% financing for 72 months. So uh, it is nice. Yeah. And then also check with your local dealers too, as well. Um, both Nissan Infinity. I've heard a lot of, uh, if you're a healthcare worker, they're also adding you some additional incentives in there as well. So, uh, don't forget about that kind of thing. Nissan and Infinity is doing their part to, uh, to make sure that they're, um, uh, taking care of their customers out there. So, uh, kudos to them for doing that. Um, yep. I saw something the other day and, uh, I noticed you that uh, we tagged each other when we were talking about the news, but, uh, we got that, speaking of new models that are coming out in financing, but to sidestep on that, that new uh, 2020 Frontier uh, that came out, they uh, I heard the, they finally dropped a lot of the details on that and the new pricing, right? That's true. They've actually just last week announced the U.S. pricing and specs on the 2020 Nissan Frontier, and there was a lot of interesting specs on the engine and, and transmission and a lot of other features that were, were fun. I wanted to share on that. Uh, to start off, the 2020 Frontier is, from a visual aspect, it looks very similar. It's the same body that it has for about the last decade or so. But the, the fun part about it is that there is a new 3.8 liter V6 direct injection VQ motor, make it 310 horsepower. 
and that's about 50 horsepower more than last year, so that's nice. And also, there's a new nine-speed automatic transmission. So <laughs> although the body may look similar, honestly, the uh, the powertrain is not. So it's actually exciting to see this. You know, up until now, people were considering that the the VQ engine was making its way out of, of sorts. And to the contrary, I mean, you're seeing a lot more variations of the motor being made, almost like a second life for this motor. Things has been out for about 20 years, almost over 20 years now. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree 100%. I mean, that VQ motor platform, the design, you know, the V obviously is is in f- 4 million applications spread across, I don't know how many manufacturers, but the VQ itself is is a pretty strong and stout motor if you, if you take the normal precautions with all the service. Everybody that I know that owns that uh, the V6 for uh, for the Frontiers has never had a problem. I mean, hell, the original Frontier um, before this model line was almost bulletproof too as well. I mean, it, you know, Nissan yep. makes a damn good truck, a, a damn good midsize truck. They always have. You know, it's it's always been up there in in getting awards, or it's been a, a pretty darn close runner up. And oh, I'll yeah. tell you, as a as a Frontier owner myself, I mean, my truck is. I'm going to say it's pretty damn bulletproof. I'm going to go outside and it's going to do something stupid. But for the most part, I could tell you that Frontier that I've owned, I always tell people they're just, you're missing out. It's always more cost effective than having to go hunt down a Toyota Tacoma or an F-150. And I can fit that thing anywhere. And there's a million parts for it. A lot of stuff's interchangeable with the Xterra, you know, for some years. The Frontier's done really well. Uh, so talking about the pricing, how you said you might be in the market. If you are in the market for a new Nissan Frontier, the MSRP starts at about twenty six thousand seven ninety, and that's for your your King Cab four by two. And by King Cab, I'm sure for those who don't know, it is essentially your uh, your half cab behind you, mm-hmm. and uh, it's about two grand more than last year's model. That's where the starting point uh, that you increase. But uh, if you do, if you are looking for the the top of the line four x four crew cab, the four door model, that is going for uh, I believe this is the highest MSRP of uh, thirty seven four ninety. These new frontiers are going on sale in July, so we're about a month and a half away from that happening. If you are interested, talk to your dealer and uh, set it up. Have them ship a uh, truck to you. Okay, Miles, I want to talk about something, and I want you to remember what today is. <laughs> Can I tell you what today is? I already know what today is, but I want you to tell me what today, and I want you to tell everybody out there what today is. Today, everybody, is the day that Nissan has officially given us a peek of the next generation Z car. And this has such been a long time coming, and everybody can rejoice. The Z loyalists have finally seen something, and it's just bringing back that passion and excitement all over again. So I I really want to break this down, Miles. And, and talk about it. You know, there are some times in the past in, in, in Nissan history where there's always been some marketing that people remember for years and years. I think today is one of those days. And, and let me explain, okay? So uh, today around 6 a.m., bright and early, Nissan drops a 60-second uh, video on YouTube. And uh, the title is From A to Z. Nissan debuted this video. They have m- multiple models of Nissan in the video, but it's the Z car that stole the show. And uh, we'll definitely have the the link of this video in our episode notes for you guys. What I want to do, Miles, too, is just talk about the car, what you saw, get your opinion. 
these videos aren't showing you what's underneath the hood. It's just body-wise, the look, the language, the DNA of Z. Talking to the details on it, uh, and I've looked at the images back and forth mm-hmm. um, probably, I don't know, 100 times since this morning. I'm going to talk about starting with the butt. you know the let's talk about that that the hatch um transition into the the tail that couldn't look more 240z than anything else that i've ever seen and and i've owned that car and it looks identical you see that badge that's right there and, and and we call this the quarter but that's upper section we sometimes call that the sail panel you have the badging on that 240 which is completely indicative of the the 240 or the s30 chassis right and then the quarter glass window there is identical uh i mean it's probably uh proportioned differently but man it's beautifully done from that section and then uh, the quarter goes down and you see a little bubble and i almost want to say that looks like it's like an imsa style rear fiber remember that imsa fiberglass how the wide body that they've always sold and they they raced for years on that Uh that almost kind of looks like that and then you've got the the bump up on the roof line that almost I don't know to me it looks indicative of the 370, okay. um, like the way it kind of it shot up and you saw that a little bit on the 350Z as well, and then from there it goes into the front I don't know the hood, and the cowl line doesn't really say anything to me it almost looks completely new, and then the front bumper just kind of looks like a 370 but this is all silhouette right so we're all. Yes. And then wheels are just always going to be something new for the new model. But I don't know. That was my take on it. What do you think? The images we saw were all of dark cars with not the best lighting. It was meant to do that to still give you this mystery. And what you're seeing is just the silhouette. But, yeah, you're right. Having traits even from the 370, I thought the front end sort of had a uh, kind of like an open bumper look. So uh, I definitely saw that the the bump the hood line looked pretty good. It's not as long as an S30, uh, as we know. I guess we can confirm at this point that this car is sort of a retro tribute. Uh, officially saying this, a retro tribute to the to the uh, the older first generation Datsun Z cars. So uh, comparing hood lines and and whatnot, it, it, you know, I would say it's fairly similar, but. The hood line is not as long. Obviously, yeah. you're not dealing with the inline six in there. But you did also mention on the the rear quarter window, it's larger. And you know, having owned a, a 370 in the past, I really think this larger window is it's probably a godsend for a lot of drivers because up until now on that 370Z, that rear quarter window, you cannot use it. There, it's totally useless. So well, I think it's probably a safer look. You know, any Z, and I'm not. <laughs> if you've owned any Z. If you're looking at that quarter glass window to save your life in any capacity, guess what? <laughs> it's probably not gonna. It's not gonna be what you're there. Thankfully, I'm looking at the mirrors right here, and I can tell you, they're probably gonna have that uh, that little. Um, uh, I, I can't say it on uh, on air without having to use a cuss word, but the O oh snap mirror (laughs) (laughs) you know oh snap don't turn uh that they have like uh like in the bmws and the the mercedes yeah that i think if that's in that mirror that's gonna be a really cool feature um you know um i wanted to point out something here uh did you notice that the fender i saw that in some of the renderings um that are uh, that have also come from nissan too as well and i'm curious about that i wonder i wonder how that's gonna look you know um i've seen some of the renderings uh, early on, uh, now that you know this is out, I, I feel that I can probably talk a little bit about. But I saw some of the the early renderings in 
um, you know, um, some stuff from, from some good sources, yeah. um, some of our folks. And, you know, they kind of talked about what did it make, what, did it, what does a Z define a Z? And we talked about this in our first episode um, until we were blue in the face. We did. Where it was like, you know, that three, the three pillars on the dash, you know, those taillights um, that were indicative uh, taillights, you know, I, I, are we going to see like an S30 type of design where it was in a, in a, in a single, um, lens, or we're going to see something that's a little more stretched out going towards the center, like the Z32. And I don't know, I'm curious. Yep. Um, I, 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 I think we're going to see LEDs. I think we're going to see LEDs all around, obviously yep. headlight. I don't know, man. I, I'm curious about that headlight. It, it really has me kind of scratching my temple. What I liked about the headlights is that you kind of had what I'm going to call a a dual ellipse. You know, you had mm. these two half circle LED uh, lamps. Yeah. You're gonna, it's gonna look at a from a distance. The headlights are gonna look a little recessed, but obviously, as you get closer to it, you're gonna see that it's, you know, it's one housing, one headlight housing that's very so smooth with the we're body. We're thinking it's a, a more circular design. Is that what we're trying to say? I think when with you look more... at it head on, yes. I should say, though, too, is that I definitely think the Z looks lighter, leaner, more quick on its feet. Uh, it's on a diet. Did you see the thinner it looked? Did you? Uh... Yeah. You know, that's one thing I remember sitting in, in meetings with folks from time to time. And, you know, some people of, of note in a room and they were just talking about and this was after the 370 was released, you know, the interpret you know, what like people of importance, like even Mr. K, you know, uh, what he thought about the 370, he mentioned that he loved the car, but he says, you know, hey, it's a little, a little wide, you know, like it's a little, um, it, like we're chasing something else. That's not as true as he would like it to the Z, but it was still a, a darn good car. You know, I love the 370, but it's a, it's a little, it's a little big, you know, and I can see how you're talking about where it's a little uh, streamlined. I, I don't use the word compact here. Um, I like it. Uh, I think it's, uh, oh, yeah. it has promise, you know? So well, I, I love it too. I think uh, I'm not complaining by the way. It's just, it looks lighter to me. You know, I guess maybe the, the, the weight of the car has may have been a complaint to some people in the past. And just by looking at this image alone, it, it looks lighter. It looks, uh, more nimble. I do like it. One last thing that I did see on it that I wanted to mention. Did you see the accent stripe on the Z on the C pillar on the backside of it? I did. I saw that. What was that about? I just, you know, what I was thinking of is that, you know, in the last two or three years, Nissan has kind of had this heritage edition where they had the uh, pinstriping. And even on the 50th anniversary, they had a sort of a pinstriping detail to the paint. And I saw this one and, it, you know, it kind of was in this uh, video and... <laughs> For me personally, I think if I was ever in the market for this new generation Z, I might option without it. But uh, um, I like what they're doing, though, obviously. Uh, I, I'm just so happy to see a new car officially from Nissan, this, this release. I think really we're going to look back and, and see this video and remember the impact that it had and how it just soothed all these Z enthusiasts after years and years of asking and asking and asking for something. We got it. So Yeah. And, uh, and you know, the, the, there's a lot going on in this, and this is a very subtle way to advertise. I mean, yeah, we're jumping on the Z and some of these other models, but, you know, the other thing we got to talk about is what was not shown. Um, you know, I didn't see an Ultima in there, um, okay. which, is, which is a flagship, right? And then uh, I didn't see it a is. GTR. Right. So you're talking about at the end, there's 
roughly, I guess, the the 11 models we were talking about earlier, they're in yeah. a row, they're heading towards the camera, and you you talk about Nissan highlights these models. Yes, you're absolutely right. There was no mention of Altima, and I didn't see a GTR. And now, the GTR, I sort of understand right now, because they're really trying to focus on the Z, just because it's been long-awaited, long-anticipated. So you didn't want to steal the st steal the show of, of, of the Z being remodeled. But yeah, the GTR, what do you think? I mean, is there a sign that GTR is not, is not going to make it past another generation? Well, the GTR, I mean, the Skyline's always been there, right? But the GTR was a Goshen Ped project. And he, it was one thing that he vowed to bring. Uh, well, he goes and said he was, I'm going to bring it to Nissan. Uh, I'm going to bring it to the market. Um, and they put a lot of money into that car. And they when they dropped it, I mean, it was killing everything out there. It, you know, it, it won countless awards. It was... It was uh, the king of the street for quite a bit. Um, you know, I think their first, when they dropped that out in 2008, I, uh, I, I can't remember how many, how many models they pushed, but I think it was their best sales year for that car. And then the next following year was just as good. But over the last few years, uh, from what I remember, um, you know, their sales in, in certain markets have dropped off. I've heard rumors, um, you know, the, everything's rumor, you know, because we can't be definitive because uh, we want to give a, Nissan an opportunity to do what they need to do. But, you know, I've heard rumors that, uh, you know, you're going to start seeing certain models drop off from certain markets, which makes sense. You know, I mean, if the GTR is not selling out in Europe. You know, why are they going to keep selling in Europe? It, it, it's completely um, understandable. But, you know, that's maybe something might, new might be happening with the GTR. I hope not. I mean, it, it's, it's definitely the, the, the flagship vehicle that gets all the attention. But, you know, with this whole cut cost um, yeah. right now that's going on with Nissan, maybe they have to, they have to put, a, uh, put it on the, on the side plate for a minute, you know? Well, I think the GTR, to some enthusiasts, is just as in need of a refresh as much as a Z is. Depending on what happens to the life of the GTR, you know, I am curious. I'll definitely be uh, on the lookout for any type of updates on that. I think today was a real moment just to highlight the Z and really celebrate the Z and, and this this new this new life that we've given it. Well, I mean, uh, also to that point, Nissan unveiled that uh, transformation plan uh, today as well to prioritize uh, sustainable growth and uh, profitability for the future. Um, it's that's a big news as well that came through. I mean, this was this is something that uh, had already been there previously. We had talked about as well in yeah. a prior episode. You know, it, it's nothing new, but this just kind of solidifies what how uh, what they were planning all uh, from the beginning and you can go back we're not going to touch on that you can go back and listen to one of the prior episodes where we talked about how that plan was so important and the, how it's going to be so important moving into the future you did a little research on that mike what did you find just like you said miles today was very exciting obviously the video brought a lot of excitement and what nissan also did today was reveal their plan and the action that they're taking now this is the business of the deal, the, the brass tax. And uh, this is a four-year plan. A lot of these goals that we're about to mention here will be uh, hopefully achieved by 2023. And so what they're doing so far is that they're going to reduce fixed costs by $2.8 They're going to reduce production capacity by 20%. They're also going to be closing plants in Spain and Indonesia and also reduce model lines that don't generate a profit. So, you know, remember that Titan diesel that was coming out and that, you know, Nissan still had a single cab Titan. You know, those models of the Titan, the Titan is staying, but those models are most likely going to be cut. And uh, that's what we're losing. 
what we are gaining, they are going to still expand the electric vehicle model line. They eventually want to sell a million units by the end of 2023 of electric vehicles. And they're also going to be continuing and, and actually digging deeper into sharing these resources that they have with Renault and Mitsubishi. Just to reiterate, we're not killing Datsun. They are moving from the South Korea and Russia markets, but Datsun as a whole still exists. And so that does contradict with some, some rumors and some articles we saw earlier in the week. But uh, as of this report that came out this morning, Datsun is staying for now. You know, here at uh, Nissan Nerd Podcast, we don't talk too much about the uh, too much more about that whole Gozen experience. So as we're trying to kind of move past that, but there has been a few details that have come up with it that we did want to share. Um, you know, there was uh, two men that were actually found accused of smuggling <laughs> Nissan's ex boss uh, out of Japan. Um, you know, uh, we, uh, we found out one of these folks, uh, just turned out to be a, a former green beret and he was doing it with his, uh, son from what I can tell. They, uh, they recently were arrested in Massachusetts and it turns out that the, uh, the name of the gentleman is a Mr. Michael Taylor and Pete Taylor. Uh, <laughs> so once I heard that name, Mike Taylor, I, uh, did make a phone call. <laughs> uh, to Mr. to Mr. Taylor and I asked him, "Hey, where were you on the night of?" And uh, he had an alibi at this time. Uh, you know, I haven't made any phone calls to the uh, FBI, but uh, if any of you have any information where Mad Mike Taylor might be involved, please let us know by contacting us at our uh, at our email, uh, Nissan Nerd Podcast at. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Info at NissanNerd.com is yeah. definitely our email contact, though. We do, yeah, we are setting up a hotline on Mr. Mad Mike Taylor. Yeah, we're keeping a close track on him and his whereabouts at all times. Um, <laughs> uh, hopefully an ankle monitor is going to be in the uh, in the future for Mr. Taylor, for everybody's sake. We'll see about moving on to breathalyzers and whatnot for that, uh, <laughs> for that gentleman. But, uh, yeah, uh, you know, I thought we were kind of done with this whole story, but it I was- think it's... Ev- I, you know, I feel like we're going to see a movie out of this, you know, like they just finished that DeLorean movie. I wonder yeah. if there's going to be a story like how does somebody come to you and say, hey, by the way, we're sneaking this guy out of Japan. Are you down? Are you <laughs> what kind of what kind of crack squad did they have? First of all, father, son. So, yeah, if you're looking for character development in a movie, you definitely have it with these two guys. What kind of relationship do these two guys have? I mean. They they smuggled them out in a, uh, in a it was a stereo box right or a, yeah, a musical uh, case musical case all right for like the drums those are my drums bro so uh, <laughs> I'm with the DJ I don't know I don't know how they figured this all out and how they got him out of the country but that's it was definitely I would like to be in the a fly on the wall in the room when that uh, when that little bidding scenario went down so it'd be kind of interesting but you know I'm just gonna take this into uh, into back alley chat because this is so damn good. I just came up with something. Okay. So, back alley chats, we got to have a question on the wall and we both got to answer it like we always do. Yeah. But let's just talk about it. What's the uh, what's the the, the <laughs> most you've gone above and beyond for a friend <laughs> to, get <him> <laughs> a, to get him out of a difficult situation? Oh my god, this is beautiful. All right. Tell me, you know, I'm going to do it like a job interview. Tell me about a time you went above and beyond to help out a friend. And that's what we're doing on Back Alley Chat today. In, uh, in the spirit of Mr. Gozen getting out in a, uh, in a, a musical case. Okay. Mike, I'm going to throw it at you. Give me something good. You know, I'm thinking about a story, Miles, 
and this happened about two years ago. And it actually was a, a friend of mine. I've known him since middle school. He's one of my best friends. <laughs> Don't get jealous. But uh, he bought a G35 coupe. And he this is he's a first-time Nissan owner. You know, he, he, he's known I've had the 350Z. And so he's driven in that. And he needed a back seat. So that's where the Infinity came in. And the first thing I told him, aside from congratulating him, was do me a favor. No matter what you do, my friend, just check your oil once a week. Just do me that. Once a week, check the oil. Without getting into detail, Miles, you, you know that uh, the, the DE motor, it burns oil. And so you lose, you have oil consumption issues. And would you have it three weeks into ownership? He calls me. He's on the side of the road. He blew his motor. And... I'm astonished. I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? You just bought this car. He, he's, he, money's tight for him at the moment, and this is the last thing that he needed. And uh, here we go. You know, he knows I'm the Nissan guy, right? So here comes his best friend to the rescue. And uh, you know, this was a bad time for me. I was in the middle of organizing a convention, and I told him, I, I don't know if I could help you, but I end up doing it. We get the car towed to his house. He's got a hole in the block. You can't use a thing. So. Luckily enough, through the local uh, Facebook market, we were able to find a, a used motor and got a, a great deal at about six fifty. The reason why it was that much or that, that affordable was also because the car, the engine was still in the original car. So we had to go to a guy's house. So it was it was six fifty, and you still had to pull it yourself? Yeah, six fifty. pull the engine yourself. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it was originally 700 Here's what happened. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for mentioning that, too, because... What happened was he goes, 700 and it's yours. Okay, I say no problem. And he was going to pull it out for us and uh, come back on Friday. It'll be waiting for you. And so we get back on mm. Friday. We're there, and the, the thing's still in the car. Now, granted, he pulled some parts out, but the thing was oh. nowhere near complete. And, that was nice, uh, Sam. Yeah, yeah. So it went from having expecting to be at, at a guy's backyard for you know 30 minutes, and it turned into about two hours at this point. And so, oh God, it was a complete nightmare. You know, we, we've got this, um, engine hoist that's, that's his and the wheel is missing in one of the corners and we're in the grass and it had rained the night before. And we're trying to just drag this heavy engine hoist through the mud to get it on the concrete. That way we can at least move it and, and throw it in the truck and, and just get the hell out of there, you know? Anyway, we turned a bad situation, just got through it. We, we just kind of soldiered through it, got the engine on the back of the truck, and we were gone. And then follow up within the next two weeks or three weeks after that, we were able to take that engine, reseal the gaskets, do your typical thing, and drop it in for them. In total, it took us about six or seven weeks to get the job done. I think in total, we must have spent about 1100 bucks, uh, And that includes paying my brother to help as well. So I actually, I actually recruited my my brothers to help me out. You know, this is a guy who doesn't know much. He's a mechanic professionally, but uh, Nissan's, he's not a Nissan guy, but I was able to sweet talk. So it sound, that, sounds yeah. like this is a story where your brother went above and beyond to help you out. Granted, we both bent over. He got paid. I didn't, you know, that's the thing. Oh, okay. The story the, now belongs to you now. Yeah, yeah. I was the great facilitator. I was the mover of men. I was making it happen, ordering parts for them. And I did it out of my own pocket because, again, this guy didn't have much money to start off with. This was an emergency situation, you know, just in the meantime, he's, he's doing Uber every morning. 
I'm, I'm trying to make this organ, this convention together to get this event organized. And then at the same time, I'm trying to coordinate getting an engine swap done. So that, w- that was my moment. Well, any good how did you go above and beyond story is really just asking the question is, how badly did you get screwed over when you were trying to do a good thing? Oh, absolutely. And that's exactly <laughs> that. That engine pull was a huge thing. And, uh, you know, I'll be honest but, with you, man. I like I said, I love the guy cause I've known him for so long, but uh, I don't think I got fully paid on it anyway. <laughs> like I think I spotted him on the motor and I may have got maybe a third of it, uh, of the motor back. Jesus in my Christ. So, All right. How come you don't do stuff like that for me? Oh, well, you, you never asked. I mean, I learned from you. Well, so I never you, knew you had been so far back, but apparently you're, <laughs> you know, you're Mr. Yoga with your morals over here. Well, guess what? Uh, oh, man. Oh. <laughs> well, that's, well, that's the thing. It's the pay it forward program, just like you said, you know, so you pay it forward to me and I pay it forward to this guy. So it's. We need that. to work it out. We're in the wrong game. Yeah, <laughs> you're right, man. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so how about you, Miles? What kind of story do you have? You know, I uh, I live <laughs> pretty strongly by a pay-it-forward type of uh, mentality. Uh, you know, I, I've been in car clubs for a really long time, um, and uh, I always take the time to help out those that need the assistance, but I don't really give them the answer type of scenario. I make them work for it, but I want to teach as I go. Um, I've been a long time believer that all car clubs, uh, if you're listening and you have a car club, listen up. If you have a car club, you, and I'm a firm believer in this, you should be getting uh, tech days together with your guys. There's a group of one or two of you, or you got that one really cool guy that, you know, that knows all your stuff. I'm not saying I'm that guy, but there's <laughs> that, there's always that one guy like hold my beer. And it's just like, that's your guy. The one guy who has all the tools at his house, he's always your go-to guy for parts. That's the guy that you want to have lead your tech days or be part of your tech days. I usually am kind of somewhere in that market. Like I'm usually with the guy that helps out in those tech days. The point I'm trying to get to with all that little backstory is that is this essential story. So I do tech days uh, quite often here locally in San Antonio for some brethren um, that need it. So we usually get a shop, you know, a shop is nice enough to dedicate um, their uh, their location for a day and we pretty much get access to most of their tools uh, as long as we uh, return everything or replace anything that we break. Fair deal. But we do this all, I do this all for free on a, usually a Saturday or a Sunday afternoon about every quarter. Uh, typically people will show up with, you know, what you're supposed to show up for a tech day. We try to keep it all appropriate. So we'll say, Hey, you know what? This day we're checking brakes. We're checking brakes or we're doing very basic brake work. (laughs) Now there's where my story begins. So there's a guy that shows up to this tech day and he says, you know what? I know this is a big job, but I have a full Aki Bono kit. It's a full larger disc brake kit that he wants to install on his car. Uh, I think we're putting this on a 350Z. So he buys this big Aki Bono kit and he says, Miles, you know, I know it's a lot. He goes, I'll help out. And you know, uh, you and I, and maybe one other person can work on this. Okay, great. Let's get you in early so we can knock this job out. I already know better. So I start knocking this thing out, digging in. It's bricks. It's not the hardest thing in the world. We pop off the old bricks and you know, I should have asked that, that story. Do you have everything? (laughs) You know, did you buy everything appropriately? Who did you source it all from? 
So we start installing everything and we get to the lines and I'm like, these things ain't threading. I'm like, that makes no sense. Why are these not? Well, I sourced this kit from all different places. Right then, you know, that the hair that kind of travels up your back, <sighs> that's what, yeah, that's, you already know where the store is going. Yes. So I already have these brakes mounted. Everything's ready to go. All we need to do is bleed the system and kind of get ready to rock. I'm not going to nerd out on, uh, on everything here, but you're going to put the lines in, nothing's threading. I'm like, dude, these are not the right lines for this car. What do you have? I don't know. And then you, and then it becomes like, you know, me, a Spanish inquisition on this guy. I feel like I'm giving <laughs> him the boots and he looks at me like he's about to cry because he ordered the wrong part through Jegs of all things. Yeah. You don't order Japanese car parts through Jegs. Yeah, know. you don't No, That's, that's a, that's a travesty right there. <laughs> anyway. So we had to like, I don't know. It was like a Saturday afternoon. I needed to get home. And I'm like, you know what, man? I'm going to go above and beyond. I'm going to stay here a few hours. I'm going to make some phone calls. I had to call the entire like city to find regular old lines on an Aki Bono kit just to get this kid down the street. And I told him, hey, later on, come back to the shop, pay this guy, and get these hard, get these replaced with some hard lines. Or call, call somebody. You know, that's going to give you a, a reputable part that you can stand by. Don't just shoot in the dark. Don't eBay stuff and then not expect the time that you have to put in there in case you get a problem. Don't you cut know? corners. Yeah. It, it, you know, there's nothing wrong with cutting corners if you know what you're doing. If you don't yeah. know what you're doing, you're probably going to screw it up or you better know somebody that ha- can be your saving grace on that kind of stuff. Getting back to it. I mean, I didn't get out of there till like eight o'clock. Shop owner standing there with his keys the whole time. I feel like a jerk because here I am selling a tech day and he's trying to like get in good with God by, by letting us do that tech day there. You yeah. know, like, you know, at the pearly gates, he can say, well, I gave that Z club tech day and that they screwed me over and I had to stay past my bedtime. And uh, so, yeah. you know, going back to it, it, it's a pay it forward system that I kind of live by. And, you know, I, I particularly went above and beyond to help this guy out. And that happens all the time with me. But, you know, luckily, if, if you know what you're doing, those situations get less, less complicated as you go on. Like, oh, okay, I know what to do in these situations because you've done that. That's where experience comes in you, with the mechanic. You lived it, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I lived it. I was there, bro. But, you know, the situation with everything, that whole pay it forward scenario, and you know me, Mike. Yes. And, uh, you know, that I, I live pretty hard by that. And I always tell people, look, if you put in time and karma on other people's cars and not just suck up, you know, uh, people's times and other things, you know, it eventually will come around to you. Like if you go and you helped out with five people's cars, the reason why you do that and the reason why you pay it forward, yeah, you have somebody that owes you a favor, but that you also get <clears throat> little tidbits of experience. Yeah, you may not be working on what's something that's applicable to your project or your car, but guess what? Now you know later on when you go back to life, you know, hey, I already know how to install that air filter system. Hey, I know how to do an airbag. I know the basics of what is going to be needed for that airbag system. I know where that problem is going to be with that particular thing. And this is kind of like, you know, what what it kind of just comes down to. This is where I miss forums, you know? This is where I miss, this is where I, I, I hate, you know, we're going to talk off on a tangent here, but I'm going to go for it because we still got time to kill. So <laughs> Facebook, you know, and forums, I 
I love Facebook, but I also hate it. It's a two-sided knife for me yeah. um, because, you know, you and I grew up in that era of, of forums. You know, you would get on a forum, you'd ask a question. If it was a stupid question, you were going to get flamed. You know, yep. that, that's just the way it went. You know, yep. if, it, if a topic's been discussed a million times, if you were just the guy that was asking that dumb question... Hey, it's my you first were, time. I just signed up. Uh, yeah. Uh, what kind of oil should I use? Like BS <laughs> like that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna get it. You know that? Oh, and, yeah. And, that's, and that way you learn. You know, it's not – we're not holding hands in forums, you know, when, it, when I first got on it. And I was that same guy. And I was always kind of nice, you know, when, when new guys came over. And I was like, look, don't ask that question. Learn to use the search. And there's a lot of data. It's been covered 4 million times. And we don't want to keep answering the same question over and over because there's other stuff. We need to reserve our time for people that actually have a more serious question or something a little more complicated that actually is going to truly require our expertise. Yeah. And that's the way it was on forums back in the day, like uh, your Z driver, your G37, your hybrid Z. How did I miss that site? Um, you know, TT, uh, TwinTurbo.net. I love that. That's where you and I met. Yes. And, um, you know, that, that was, that was definitively, that was the forum, you know, um, I'm trying to think of that, uh, that other one, it started with an, uh, an N, um, it was like three letters anyway. Uh, yeah. Nico, uh, yeah, Nico, Nico, Nico. Nico. Yeah. yeah. Nico was a damn good forum too, as well. I'm not, you know, um, and they're still around Rotson, you know, they were great. Yeah. Um, but all these forums, you know, they, they, it took them years to develop all that information and then to back it up required these drivers and information needed to be saved. And that was the beautiful thing about those forums. It's, it had lasting data and there was, um, a source of information there that was to me invaluable. Yeah. You could retrieve the data. There was a cataloging to it. If you were new, you didn't have to ask you know, a group of people, you know, obviously they've heard it a million times, but you could actually just go back to an article that was written eight years ago. That still rings true. It's still factual yeah. advice. And, uh, oh yeah, it saved you time and it saved them the hassle. I definitely agree with you. For that reason, forums were, were so nice. You know, and then, you know, the evolution of what happened with the, the, you know, the, <laughs> the couch potato car mechanic, you know, it, uh, Facebook kind of took over. You had all these kids that were like, you know, that, it, that just started jumping on Facebook and starting Facebook groups to get hang out with their, their guys. And then next thing you know, people are just looking at pictures on Instagram versus not learning anything. Man, I really like the way that car is stanced, bro. I really mm. want to copy that stance. Well, then, and now you have, people are just copying a look but they have no idea how it took to get that look or they, you know, they, they aren't giving the true respect or the, the true nod to the detail that really went into the, the pure art form of it versus people just, Oh, I'm going to buy the Chinese wheels. I'm going to stretch <laughs> the tires because I'm like, you know, it, it's uh. the point is Facebook came in and started that trend of, of the change in information. And then Instagram, yeah. and then and then we stop talking to people in complete sentences with Twitter, you know, yeah. and everything becomes code and emojis, and and I'm just like, and I'm not saying I'm old, but I'm just like, <laughs> but I'm like, that is probably one of the most frustrating things. Uh, I I would say it's a common thing between myself and most old guys from 
from maybe 20 years back. I mean, I miss forums and I still jump on forums just to get a refresher of like what a true good source of information can be. I mean, you take it with a, a grain of salt, but the fact checking on that is so much at a higher level than it is on Facebook, yeah. and, you know, where you're asking for details and information. And, um, you know, I just want to take a moment and say for all of those guys that were admin, that were that ran a forum, that paid those stupid amounts of money to keep servers up, you know, when you had to pay your light bill up because you cared so much about that forum and everything that already went into that. Kudos to you. You know, I, I know guys like uh, Damon and, uh, um, you know, from TT.net, yep. you know, those guys, guys, I knew the struggles, you know, that he kept that forum alive for so many years, paying out of his pocket, getting sponsors that were true loyalists to that forum to keep it going. If you want to be that guy that doesn't have to rely on anybody else, you got to sit there and do the, the background checking on stuff. If you're going to buy a car part and it's fairly complicated, guess what? Spend about two hours on it. Maybe talk to one person and then go for it. If you're buying something crazy and involved like turbos, guess what? Maximize that like times 10 and then talk to four people and then just make a decision. You made it on statistical information and you did the best you could, you know, maybe call a vendor to and get their opinion, something that they're not necessarily pushing, but you know, everything with a grain of salt, don't get sold easily and just take your time and do your research. But, I mean, that goes back to that. I know there was a lot in that question, but, you know, I guess yeah. it kind of goes back to it. Pay it forward, <laughs> but at the same time, learn while you're doing it. Yes. You know, learn and then and make sure you're passing on your information. Chances are you know something that somebody else doesn't know out there. Do those tech days. You know, get out there and help that person that, that, that needs that additional assistance. Chances are you're going to make a friend for life like I have. And now I'm on a per podcast with this guy yeah. for the rest of my life. I know he's Aww. never going to leave me alone. Oh, so, oh, I miss you too, buddy. <laughs> I, I love you too. But, you know, it's true. It gets back to it. I've met, I've made lifelong friends from, from car stuff. I've also been screwed over a million times where I fix over somebody's car. And then next thing you know, I see it on Craigslist or Facebook for sale, you know, a week later. And it's like, Oh, all right. So but that too. comes with it. You know, you did the right thing. You know, if those people want to be crappy friends or crappy people to know, guess what? You've learned everything you needed to know about that person. And you don't have to invest any more time in that effort. Great, great PSA there too, man. I really appreciate that too. <laughs> the whole pay it forward and then the value of forums for those the ones that are still active, uh, at least there, that's, there's still a number of great information that you don't have to bother your Facebook friends up for. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, with that, um, you know, I did want to talk about what's coming down the pipeline on some of our next episodes. Yeah. Not to, yeah, yeah. Not to give too much away. So, you know, we, uh, we had Steve Yeager here in the box. Um, Steve Yeager from Nissan. Uh, he was a, uh, a big wicked Nissan for a number of years in the 70s. We got him coming on. I talk about the Delta wing. We just finished up an interview. We're going to be launching that probably within the next coming weeks. Um, we are getting close to Father's Day. We've got a really good article that's uh, a really good episode that's coming out with Mr. Pepe Pombo, uh, famous Z31 and 240SX uh, SCCA champion. Uh, super cool yep. guy to have. Um, we've got uh, Mary from the Ken and Mary commercials. We've got an interview coming up with her here soon. Mary. Yeah. Yes, very, very <laughs> cool lady. For those, you know, from the Skyline commercials from the 70s, we're going to do a really good um, 
interview with her, talk about, uh, you know, what's happened in her days. And, uh, of course, uh, how everything has evolved, get her opinions on what's going on with the world of Nissan right now. And then, of course, we talked to Chris Carl about uh, the upcoming Zika mention. And then we've got um, Mr. Mad Mike Taylor coming down the pipeline here too soon. We got an interview with him. God help us. Fresh out of the uh, municipal courts. Uh, yeah. with, the- <laughs> with, with the ankle monitor. Yeah. <laughs> We're probably going to have to go pick him up because they probably already put his um, breathalyzer on. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's uh, a wrap for this episode. Mike, what do you think? I think so. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of the Nissan Nerd Podcast. I've had a great time talking with you, Miles. As always, a little too long-winded myself. I do apologize nah, nah, to everybody nah. out there. No. <laughs> you can get off your rocking chair now. That's all. <laughs> get off my lawn now. Yep. But, uh, <laughs> thanks, everybody, uh, uh, for listening to the uh, podcast. Remember to sign, like, subscribe. Um, we need all that support as we continue on in the future. So until then, Miles... I'll say uh, cheers to you. Kanpai. <laughs> Kanpai. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nissan Nerd Podcast. Hosted by Miles Hall, Mike Delashman, and produced by Isaac Rogers. If you like what you hear, find more episodes and other content on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. Use the keyword Nissan Nerd or look for the links in our episode notes. And while you're there, we'd love to hear from you. Write us a review, share with your friends, and provide suggestions for future content on the Nissan Nerd Podcast.